0: All right, what did you go. say? Go. Let's go. You have a break. Two minutes. Two minutes to pee. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> when everyone comes back in, yeah. How oh, it pulls up for me. We want to do like. Somebody lost their baby, Oda. Dr. Williston. No, I just have to pee in the back. That's until...
1: oh. oh.
0: matter. Ooh, tacos. Yes. Oh. I know there's so much right? to eat. Mm-hmm. So much salad. I could have eaten more salad. I mean, yeah. <laughs> There's so
2: much. <laughs> Um,
1: so several like quite packed, like yeah. yeah. out
0: Right, yeah. <laughs> That's I Yeah, I
2: can do it. I don't
0: know about the other. <laughs> yeah, and then the, the dots. you next. <laughs> 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 Laura. Um, oh. Okay. <laughs> Ten seconds. All right, guys. If you uh, can
1: find your seats, find your I was thinking about that. a bathroom. Oh, like I don't want it my bookshelf.
0: Okay, that's. <laughs> good. Um, it's Victoria. <laughs> past- yeah. so, yeah, mm. <laughs> I'm supposed to leave out I shouldn't have gotten this taco. <laughs>
3: i I
1: think
3: we're good to go. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna try to see if we can. We're gonna do a little bit of a uh, team game. So, do we have? You think?
0: Really the question. like
3: group, group. is this everybody?
0: Oh, wait, here.
3: There's both. a couple of people both. that are still away from the team. Well, I guess, give or take, maybe there's 16. Oh, yeah. Let's do 14 oh, yeah. of four. And then we're going to, then we'll try to divide it up into, okay. try to get it so there's a little bit of mix of years. We don't necessarily have to count off, but try to get it so it's not just. Uh, this is a mix of years. yeah I think we have enough for three teams
1: of four. Three teams of
3: four? Okay.
4: There's couple that are, oh, yeah, what's like the? Oh, you got the two third years great.
3: Think a functionally if you asked to <laughs> <laughs> go. All right. So what teams do we got?
0: <laughs>
3: you guys are back corner teams? <laughs> whatever your team is, come up with the team name.
0: Thank
3: you. Need team names here. Maybe be sheep up food. Yes. Which team are you at, Duck?
0: No. Chicago.
3: We're join there.
0: Oh, i like join them. them. Yeah,
3: we're in sync. Oh.
0: All right, in sync. What team should we have? Name up here. No, no, seriously. Oh, my God. I know. Think of Pee Oh, my God. What are they? <laughs> all right, I'm like, Syncope to the
3: team name up here? Warriors.
2: Warriors.
0: Oh. oh. She's not, not funny, though. <laughs> she's serious. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh. well, there is going to be a little bit of a prize at the end of much, much, but there is a prize.
0: Coming,
3: so. so far, it looks like Warriors might win. So.
2: Oh.
3: All right. So, but it is, I mean, you guys have seen, you um, find anyways, right? It's like it's where the points don't really matter. Uh, that's kind of like this. It may not be fully fair, so don't blame me. i keeping track up here, so there will, there will be a winning team, but it may not be fair. So,
2: <laughs>
3: it's a syncope. If you look up syncope, there's like a thousand pictures of old paintings of everybody fainting.
0: So
3: I grabbed a few of them, but. Is that a
0: cloth or is that a mouse?
3: what's their i think it's yeah. a rat it looks yes like some sort of animal too i was like what well, small dub that <laughs> <laughs> could be our one of our treatments options is giving a, a team, team. yeah probably on your team probably not that team you guys can you guys can form your own team oh, yeah, you your three power right there you
0: three the you think Team jones <laughs> Sitter, keep up team's Jones
4: yeah you can pick a team Kim you can join them or you can join
0: <laughs>
4: yeah, you can join whichever
3: you can join the winning team or you can join
0: <laughs> <laughs> all
3: right so singapore and it's such a broad topic but hopefully we some major hits and get through and get that. Well, on this side, it is a good reminder that um, they have 40, 31. They that wait upon the Lord, so we do their strength; they shall not up with means. Not grow weary, they shall walk and not wait. <laughs> 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 May not work for this. What are our objectives or goals? <laughs> um, by the end of this, hopefully you can define secretly and um, describe the three main categories. Um, appropriate cost-effective workup. As you guys probably know, there's a ton of things that are ordered and figuring out which one's appropriate or not. Um, and this is a big thing too, and management treatment options. But why do we care? Or, or, yeah. <laughs> it does kill, uh, but it's common. So about one out of five people in their lifetime will have an episode, of so syncope. could be a bit, think about percent of ER visits, um, about 30% of those are in hospitals. A bit. A 5.5-day stay on average, 2.4 so billion annual costs, so it's a lot. Um, annual mortality, if it's a cardiac cause, 18 to 33%, 0 to 12% for non-cardiac. So it does it does kill. Uh, and then the big thing too, major trauma, especially in the elderly, uh, 4.7, it's even higher. They say like 20 to 30% if they have a single episode of having procedure So it does matter. <laughs> All right, so this is the first one for your group. So you can guys can gather, try not to use outside resources, um, but you're gonna try to do a fill in the blank game. And so this is the definition of syncope. I think it's extremely important that we know what we're defining. And knowing this definition is gonna help you diagnosing and going further through. So um, kind of gather your groups, take a guess. We're gonna go around one at a time.
0: That's a duration mm-hmm. subsequent <laughs> <laughs> Write those down so you don't forget. Do you buy, do you buy the floor, you <laughs>
3: all right just take like 10 15 more seconds all right we're gonna actually gonna go around like again if you guys weren't here before this is a game where points don't really matter they do because you're a surprise um it may not be it may not be fair i full of coffee so Starbucks gift cards. So. Um, so, but we're going to start with NSYNC. So you guys are going to get a chance to guess the first, the first word. If you guys don't get it, then we're going to go to the next team. Think of P is the transients. It's close enough. It's close. Enough. It's three
0: words. Oh.
3: I wasn't good enough to be like. Here's like breaking lines and stuff. Yeah, it's three words.
1: Yeah. We
3: have um, syncope is a transient loss of consciousness due to global. Hey, oh, you sh- got it. subconsciousness Boom. Boom. Yeah. consciousness.
0: Okay.
3: <laughs> I think you got one point. Okay. And then we'll move on to syncope. You got how many <laughs> words? No. Uh, one word. No, two words, two words, sorry. But it's... Is it hyphenated? No. <laughs> yeah, let's yes. do that. Yes, let's do that. Yeah, yeah. go for it but
4: cerebral hypoperfusion. Resulting in loss of, we're gonna to go towards the Warriors. Good
0: guess, it's kind of a trick.
4: Not right.
3: Loss of posture. Yes, postural uh, tone, uh,
2: that works
3: too. And then we'll go back. That is of
1: Yeah. Uh, is it short? I'll
3: give it to you. Brief, brief duration. And with subsequent.
2: Oh, you want to them.
3: bb Complete. <laughs> yeah. be spontaneous spontaneous is better, but it complete is fine. So I think this is, this is extremely important because this is what differentiates CKP from every, because you get people that come in right in the ER and it's loss of consciousness or that, but this is the definition we know. So it's, it's a transient loss of consciousness due to global freebo hyperperfusion. That part is important too, because that's, that's what's actually going on, right? If you have that mentally to know, like, it's a lack of blood flow to the brain and what's causing that that is the result of this. It's different than the other episode that cause loss of consciousness, it does result in loss of postural tone. So, when you're getting the history for that, and the other thing that's very key for syncope is that it's brief, we're talking five to ten seconds. Question Yes, okay. so if they're still altered after, like, even if they fit all of the rest of the definition but they don't have like full recovery, it might not be syncope, correct? You may you consider, yeah, and that's then you start wondering, is there something else going on? Okay. So, but it's going to be spontaneous is going to be the key thing. They may have some, but most of the time they should be should be back to your normal. And there shouldn't be anything deficit wise. If there is, you may be looking into another cause. If you have a
0: syncope secondary to a
3: stroke, like stroke? <laughs> stroke shouldn't cause syncope. Um, and we'll get to that; it'll be a different yeah. thing. So, uh, but you stroke can cause you know other things or, or change of mentation, and that's why it's like you should not have. It will not meet these criteria with it. Now,
0: Seconds
4: is the average for the asking history wise is that it's
0: different than like a season or something when it's going. So remember
3: that All right. There are gonna be three main categories that we can divide. This thing could be technically four, because one's idiopathic. But three main categories. So get back in your group and try to think. We can divide syncope into three. What are the three main causes that's gonna be causing syncope?
0: kind of broader how do you do
3: all right We're gonna get things get things rolling so <laughs> we'll start with you if you guys have one in mind yes cardiogenic is one okay. all right Jones is so we got cardiogenic is one of them give it to you <laughs> oh. a, or maybe what else maybe describe it for me a
0: little bit more what you need. yeah or the stasis that's a little more it's
3: specific weird it's like is it cardiovascular yeah. yeah yeah right so yeah orthostatic I think that's probably a little bit more specific for these yeah perfect all right and then back to NSYNC Last one, orthostatic, cardiogenic, reflex Generally, these are the three main categories that you're going to be able to divide um, the causes of syncope. So um, same thing, get back in your group to discuss a little bit more specifically than what are the causes under each one. So reflex, cardiac, and orthostatic. What are some causes that you think would (laughs)
0: so this is cause it's very cause all
3: right, we're gonna get things get things rolling. So, um, syncope, You guys got some ideas for the reflex syncope? Syncope, pee pee. Oh, syncope, pee pee. Yeah. You guys, for a reflex syncope. What are some causes?
0: Stress.
3: Emotional. 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 Yeah. Yeah, vasovagel is no stress. Was that? No, nothing. Are <laughs> thoughts or any other causes that you think of reflex?
0: Um, have reflex. what? sinus pressure. Yes, actually it is.
3: Foul. Yeah. yeah, bageling out. Yeah. So bagel is the, the biggest, and it's actually the most common cause. Uh, and then cough defecation, which kind of go in line with the vasovagal cause of it. <laughs> the, the carotid sinus sensitivity. Does anybody know what that means? The carotid sinus sensitivity. So yeah, yeah. So yep. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>, you <can, laughs> and your
0: sensitivity. You're
3: doing it, just don't pass out on us. Um, but yeah, so people that can be doing it if they accidentally nick it. Some people just have the sensitivity or wearing tight collars is a common cause. So people are wearing that if on that. So. All these things are going to be, you know, is it neurally mediated? Yes, but right. It's actually something cause wise, neurogenically, that's causing you to lose blood flow, um, but it's specifically more towards the basal vagal side. So cough, defecation, cry, all those are aligned with the reflex of causing low blood pressure. So that's the most common cause and also the most concerning cause. So how about cardiac syncope? Uh, Uh, arrhythmia, yes. Cellular. Yeah. One of the biggest uh, arrhythmia, structural and cardiopulmonary, are the good ones to think about. Um, cardiopulmonary is actually interesting because PE is, is actually a pretty cause of syncope. P, actually, um, I was listening to Curbsiders episode and they said those not diagnosed in the ER that get admitted, they thought anywhere from ten to twenty percent of those patients had a PE. It's surprising, yeah. That study was like crazy. And they're like, I don't know if that's you know fully accurate, but it's a decent number. Size in a, in a hospital study, so I think that's one that that you know. Before I hadn't through a lot of this common, common thing, but something to consider about if you have something that's not that
0: diagnosed. yeah. The issue is when we have a PE like that, you just don't get back up. So. Yeah. Um, What's that? So you kind of lose those people that that backs out if they don't get back up.
2: It's
3: nice. Yeah. So bad that you're done. <laughs> if you're toast, yeah. Um, and then pulmonary hypertension's in there too. But anything that's going to reduce the cardiac output too, and that's the things you said. It's arrhythmia, it's bad enough that you lose the cardiac output. Aortic stenosis, is the common cause, and then hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, something else to consider. But that's going to be older. And then orthostatic hypertension. Joneses, do you have any? Yeah, dehydration. Hemorrhage is one to consider, and that should be hopefully done by history as well. But in that drugs, so anything that's has gonna be causing or need, you know, lead to static hypertension. And then primary secondary autonomic insufficiency didn't even know the most common cause of that. Parkinson's. Parkinson's is a really common cause of resulting in orthostatic hypotension. So you can nerve damage image in a sense. Diabetes too is a common one. So maybe you'd be at increased risk of getting an orthostatic hypotension. So, so I think this is pretty helpful because these are the three main categories. You can pretty much put anything into one of these three. And so if you're thinking about syncope, if you have those in mind, reflex, cardiac, orthostatic hypotension, and then from there underneath, that can help you in your workflow. And does it fit in one of these? All right. So this is something that I like to do, just call it a rewind. There's no correct answer, but I think mentally of re- going back and saying, what have we actually learned up to this point? So if there's somebody from one of the teams that wants to go ahead and give it a shot of saying, and this one specifically I'll give is it, just definition of syncope, and then what are our three main causes? So get a point for your team if you want to give it a shot. Okay. Syncope
1: is the transient. <laughs> <laughs>
0: How
3: is
1: that? You said your brain, did you say that? Use your brain you said from yeah. your brain
3: yeah just try to remember uh, okay you got
1: it. You got it. Uh, okay so it's the transient loss of consciousness due to uh um cerebral hyper <laughs> from my brain um just from transient cerebral hyper hypoperfusion resulting in um a brief loss of posture which resolves uh, after a short um, period of time, with uh, spontaneous and full recovery,
0: and then the
2: causes
1: yeah. are um, uh, va- uh, reflex, um, orthostatic, and cardiogenic. Okay. Bingo! Yeah. So
3: we all hear it again. Syncope. Good job. Well done. It could be as a transient loss of consciousness due to global cerebral hyper-referring and loss of postural tone that is brief and with spontaneous recovery, reflexing could be cardiac and orthostatic hypertension the most common causes. All right. So what are some differentials um, in considering what your top ones and somebody that has a loss of consciousness or a collapse? So again, don't take too long, but in your group, maybe you throw out some ideas of what are what is your top differential and somebody that just presents to your clinic or ER and be like, "Yeah, hey, I passed out or there was a loss of consciousness.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. I Oh, yeah. Got yeah, hit on
3: the back of the head. With the of all, back. <laughs> all right.
0: So we'll get rolling.
3: Let's start, start throwing some out. On this one, we won't necessarily go around, but just give a few of them. But what are some things you guys think of?
1: Seizures.
3: Seizures. Oh, very good. Yes. Yeah, one of your trauma, i just want to give uh, them a intoxication, no. intoxication, something good. good. Something metabolic. Drogue so TIA. TIA. potentially. Yeah. I mean, you could get a loss of consciousness from it, but typically won't present with loss. That I, Subject I, shot. That that
0: sounds like. A good one. <laughs> yeah, drugs, <laughs> drugs, seizures. Yeah. Pipl- seizures. Pepl- Pepl-
3: These are yeah. I think you guys pretty much hit all of them, and they should be
0: procedures.
3: For seizures, what's going to help you just differentiate it from syncope? <inaudible> Physical state, right? Like going back to our definition. When you're in, asking your patient questions, there should the witness is a big thing too. If they have a witness. No. Yep. Oh, so about it correct. Although sometimes it can be, you can't lose bladder function, but it's much more common in seizure. And anybody know the difference on tongue biting? So lateral side seizures. Yes, lateral for seizures, and then can be the front of the tongue. And it can be um, help a little bit because if they bite their tongue, it's not a hundred percent seizure. It's like. Yeah, they can bite the tip of the tongue if they pass out. But, but clenching down is more common with seizures, and that's why you should get the side. Good. Um, and then accidental falls are traumatic brain injury, because it's when you're getting the history and stuff, it's like they may have had a trauma or fall, and that's what made them pass out or hit their head or have a concussion or something. So getting the history, again, is super important on, on figuring out what caused the fall, or did they just have a fall, and then they hit their head and passed out. Um, cardiac arrest. Hopefully, that should be pretty clear. <laughs> that doesn't fit the definition. Um, and then narcolepsy, sleep disturbance. Um, again, history will kind of point towards that. Um, intoxication, metabolic disturbance. Just good to keep in mind that that can result in loss of consciousness. Um, and then psychogenic, unfortunately. All right. So. Patient presents to E.D. your office after episode of loss of consciousness. What is going to be your very most helpful tool in discovering the cause of a patient's syncope? But yes, it's like, man, and the tough thing is sometimes that the patient's there and they just can't give good history, right? <laughs> so that's what sucks, and that's when we're going to have to we'll walk through the workup and the tools, and you have to say about that. Literally, history—the things we walk through. If you're able to walk through, dive, you can divide into those categories um, pretty well. So, um, run through the age, medical history. So, if they've had prior problems, that's going to help you point to one of the things. And if they're older, it may point to you as well. Associated symptoms or any triggers—again, that'll point you towards basal vagal. Right? If they're like, "Hey, I was doing this, and then I, you know, I, this thing," or "I was getting my blood drawn," or one of those things like history a little point. Positioning also. Um, does anybody know what may be more common between standing, sitting, down? Yeah. Does it happen
0: when you stand up?
3: Does it happen when you stand up, right? And that points you towards what? Right. And then, what's that? Going oh, up the bathroom, right? So his two will get that. What if they say they passed out while they were just laying down? The they weren't doing that. <laughs> 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 Might as that, yeah. <laughs> but if you're already just lying, if it just, just happens when you're lying down, that may actually point towards cardiac arrhythmia mm-hmm. or something. You're just sitting there lying down, you're not doing anything. Um, it may trigger in your mind to something like that. And then prolonged standing, maybe like a vasovagal type thing. But like, I was in a crowd, I was you know, standing for a long time. Um, and then prodromes. what kind of symptoms are we thinking of when they say they have a, a prodrome to maybe a vasovagal event? <laughs> tunnel vision. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, tunnel vision. Dizzy. Dizzy, lightheaded, sweaty, yeah.
0: Noxious.
3: Yeah. So they should know all those things before. What does prodromal point you towards? a right? Yeah, so you should get those in the history, which is different than a rhythmic event, right? You may not necessarily have those things that may be sudden. But they may, def- may say palpitations. Again, that's going to change. The duration of symptoms is it consistent with syncope. Exertional and why does that change? What are we concerned about with exertion? Correct. Yep. Something cardiac structurally is going to be more exertional. And then seizure like activity when you're acting, current meds will be really important to run through since those can contribute. And then prior episodes is actually really important for family history. Right. Okay. Get back into your groups again. And then we're going to kind of rewind on this. So Think up the three historical clues that's going to point you towards it being reflex or neurally mediated. So-
0: Then do the warriors, and then the Jones will do next. All right, warriors, do you have any thoughts? History or symptoms point you towards reflux. Really Pain for development, Yep. Symptoms, yep. What else? else? Shaving the neck. <laughs> the neck. Yep. They can. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Still is from up to date. So. It's- so long history of recurrent syncope. If they've had prior history of multiple episodes, and we're not talking about new onset in a month, we're talking about years and years like that. Almost always points towards vasovagal. Uh, um, the sight, sound, smell, or pain. If they say that prolonged standing, um, nausea, vomiting, and then resulting in syncope. Meal um, or postprandial also points towards it. And then the carotid sinus. Uh, is adjusted. and then you'll mention see some of these, but exertion maybe. Important to distinguish. So, post exertion, if they've already worked out, they're done, they're walking around, and then it's like, then they have a fainting episode. That is different than during exertion. Okay, now orthostatic hypertension. Same thing, kind of talking to groups a little bit about what With. symptoms or historical clues would point you towards orthostatic. Mm-hmm. Is, what do you got? Like, postural change, also change good. If they're on like their menstrual period or whatever, so like bleeding, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <it's> <laughs> hemorrhage, yes. <laughs> uh, and then like <laughs> hypoglycemia, exactly.
0: yes. Yep. Good.
3: Yeah. And typically the classic is after standing up. I can point you to that. New drugs and medicines, or if you're looking reviewing their meds, and you know there's ones that are common. So, um, and then if they have history of Parkinson's. Diabetes, too, can play anything that's going to be an automatic neuropathy may trigger you towards saying, hey, is this orthostatic? And then this is standing after exertion. So again, I have to clarify, they said it happened when they're doing activities, but again, they may have worked out, they sat down, it's like, I'm so tired from playing my tennis. And they stand up, then they pass out.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: That's different than, again, if they're in the middle of the run, and it's just like. Is that be because they're sweating, they're losing? You're exactly, yep, dehydration. All right, last one is cardiac. So what point what symptoms which make you guys think cardiac? A few seconds talk to your
0: group. Everybody's tied, so it's a post-game.
2: All
0: right, NSYNC, what do you guys
4: got? The symptoms may yeah. That Symptomatic bradycardia, palpitations.
1: Good. Have like during exercise. During
4: exercise, yep. For, or family history. Good. Or any, like yeah. structural
3: history, prolonged QRS. Yeah. Is that
1: way to uh, get rid of, could cause bradycardia?
3: Yes. Here go. Yep. And if they already have known structural heart disease, again, that should kind of like parts of mind. So getting the history of that family history, like you said. That is during exertion, and like we mentioned to some if they're just laying in bed and then they had a passing out so that, episode, that kind of points away from vasovagal or, or the sex, so that should get your kind of radar up. Um, if they have an abnormal EKG, which again can not a big history, but uh, and then the sudden onset palpitation and then having a syncope, it's all those sort of pointing towards cardiac. So physical exam, you know, again, it's, it's, this is pretty important. Is there any abnormality on the vital signs? That's gonna be looking at blood pressure. Um, giving a good uh, cardiac exam, if they have any murmurs or regular rhythm? You know, crackles will that point you towards heart failure, like new heart failure, like the guy we talked about. If there's something structurally going on in the heart that's causing these things, resulting in uh, syncope.
4: Neuro exam again
3: important if they have any deficits because that's going to change right your diagnosis. If they have a true deficit on exam, you're no longer looking at just syncope; there's something else that you're going to be concerned about. Um, neck exam, you know, listen for carotid breweries, aortic stenosis, you can see all those things. Um, carotid breweries, we'll get there, um, but may not necessarily be a cause of syncope actually. And they probably don't do a carotid massage. There's some evidence, there's some research out there that say like, go ahead and do that in the ER to see if that's consistent. But um, yeah, you can drop their blood pressure by like 40 points in that. And so, yeah, I would. And then oral exam, it's good to do that make sure you don't see any lesions or tongue biting again this is something that presents with loss of consciousness and you're trying to make sure and then again looking for any injuries It can be really easy just to go and see them in the er and leave and then it's like actually doing an exam to say that they have any injuries because of a fall they may not be able to tell you but doing that whole general thing should be able to start to get you pointing towards a thing versus like a vasovagal orthostatic of course if they have an injury but you should not see these things and if you do that should then direct your
1: I've always wondered if you're suspecting orthostatic hypotension but you get those vitals in the hospital and they're actually normal does that essentially rule it out or is it still possible it's orthostatic
3: still possible yes we'll get that but totally can and I think a lot of times we're doing orthostatic vitals wrong
2: um
3: and then yeah and then there's um a large percentage that have delayed orthostatic it's called so it may not show up and it may occur later especially in the elderly most actually are delayed um and um uh, if you guys have time to crypsitis that's a great one there's a an article that they posted on that, and I went to that, and that's it. It's more common in the elderly, so maybe something to consider. Um, it if, if it's positive, it's great. If it's negative, it's like I don't think you can fully say no, especially if the history points towards it. How do you define delayed? Is it like than five minutes usually? They're a long time, yeah. <laughs> so it's like you can get you can be laying down till the morning, laying down all night get up, walking around, doing your things, and then you pass out. It's like, Makes you know, normally ours is like, hey, it's gonna be quick, but that's gonna be more towards those. And that's why I say, oh, the way neuro related, it's like over time, it just doesn't keep up anymore. And that's that's the thought process. But most of the time, that's what I learned too. It's like it's gonna be immediately right when you stand up. Um, but the way we should check in, we'll, well, anyway, but yes, it does change how we. All right, in your groups, what is one thing everybody should get? E-G-G. Satic battle <laughs> yes, those two. Everybody should get those two. But E-G-G, that is one universal thing in all syncope patients. In fact, that's probably the only universal thing you're
0: going to order. Uh,
3: get that. All right. Who wants to, up to this point, try to give a summary, including the definition, main causes, and then maybe what we talked about? Um, orthostatic, or oh, I'm sorry, syncope is a.
1: A uh, global, it's a, lo- a transient loss of consciousness due to global um, cerebral hypoperfusion. Um, it's uh, due to, it, los- it causes loss of postural tone and it's brief and there's a, um, a uh, spontaneous, like it comes back spontaneously. And the top three causes are cardiogenic, reflexic, and orthostatic hypotension. And in terms of um, workup, making sure you get a really good history and physical. exam. So thinking about like postural changes, thinking about any triggers, new medications. Um, do they have a current history? Um, do they have any prodromal, prodromal syndrome? Um, and then did it happen during exertion, etc. And then in terms of workup, you definitely want to get an EKG and get orthostatic vials.
0: Good. Okay.
3: good job. That was much better than even the one I just wrote up. So yes, that's perfect at this point. So work up, head imaging. Uh, Who gets head imaging? Everybody depends. <laughs>
0: everybody.
3: <laughs> it's like Oprah over here. Um, talk in your groups really quick. Who is going to get imaging? There's primarily going to be two groups. You can try to classify it in two groups. There may be some other ones, but these are the two main categories.
0: This is it,
3: specifically, in the context loss of consciousness, yeah. So, yes, yes, syncope. But a times it's in the ER, and they come in, and it's like, did they have a syncope and a loss of consciousness? Wow. Specifically, yeah. If you're concerned on syncope, yeah, good question. So, all right. Think of PP. Do you have Do you have one one group of people you might consider?
0: Anyone with
3: or history or
0: anything? Neurologic
3: deficits. Good. Boom. That's one. Warriors. Is there another another group you might consider?
0: If they have
3: you guys got them? Yep. So head trauma. Or if they have a significant headache, kind of is in there because so that's a different history. You should not have a significant headache, with a syncopal episode. So if they come in, that's like I got the worst headache of my life, a passing out episode, you may consider subarachnoid, subdural, something else that's going on, and then head trauma too. That's actually the same thing causing that. Yeah, you've got to get a head CT, and then anything new focal nerve deficit. Again, that's why you are doing the exam. So at least that's a reasonable to get a head imaging. Um, if they have a TIA, you may consider it as well. They had symptoms that you're like, that's weird, and then it resolved. That may be reasonable enough. You may not have a deficit on exam, but your history-wise, it's like, that's not consistent with syncope because they had you know, prolonged slurred speech or weakness on one side that resolved, maybe recently. Um, if they have a brand new seizure, never had seizures before, that's mm-hmm. worthwhile getting a, a, a CT. But that's a lot different. I think a lot of times it can be the reflex, be like, hey, they passed out. Should we get a head imaging? So, this should be your answer. Any, any questions or thoughts on that for a head CT? That's a good question. What about a patient that's
4: unwitnessed on a web center that follows? Do they get head CT? Yeah, potentially. If they had head trauma,
3: reasonable for it, or your history. You I don't, don't
4: know. Like, if they it. Head yeah, head if you don't have
3: any history at all, then yeah, you might have to consider that. And that's just tough. It's like, this is different than ben John Smith that comes in there and it's like he can talk to you and everything need that CT, but yeah, if it's like, you know, Mary Jane's 95, and she comes and she's on Eloquist and had a single blowback, you might be like, you know, can't give you any history, I you know, might consider it. But I think the goal towards it is if they don't have any focal nerd op, you know, deficits, trauma, then it's like, you may not need to get it. So. All right. Workup, how about echo? is another common one we might get. So talk your groups really quick. There may be multiple answers on this.
2: <laughs> All right.
0: We got to the Warriors. Do you guys have an answer? you think. Is that BD? B? B. E, D and E. Anybody a... else?
2: <laughs> oh,
3: D. <laughs> D. And e is, I'll give it to you. I wrote, I wrote that one there myself. But B and D is your primary one that you are going to definitely get a echo on. So again, not everybody that has a single episode that gets admitted, you need to order an echo on. If they do have an abnormal EKG and they do have concern for cardiac caused by your history, and that's where I go into with the unexplained sleep of that if you if you're doing your history and workup and there is no specific finding that's concerning for cardiac, and echo not actually much value. But if you really are at no explanation, there's some concern there, you may still consider. So, any questions on the echo? All right, other ones we'll just run through this carotid ultrasound. Actually, it's actually not super helpful. And I think that's a common one we think. Um, But you're actually concerned more on that is going to be for TIA and strokes, right? Like that's getting focal reduced blood flow or (coughs) stroke related to that. Really, does that actually cause loss of consciousness? It could, um, but it's not going to be like those ones. EEG, also, again, if your history is just concerning concerning seizure labs, this is where the, the resources I looked at said, hey, it's not always indicated, but it's like, you're probably going to get it at the ER, you may consider it, especially in clinic, if there's concerns based on their, their electrolytes and stuff. All right, orthostatic hypotension, how do we test, where, what, how long? This is the question that Dr. Bancroft had, so um, go ahead and talk to your groups and the right way to test okay. Yeah, okay, we're
0: gonna do this quick. Oh, that's All right, so we've got to go
3: quick at the end here. says, what do you think? How you test is you start laying down, I guess, five minutes, and then you sit up, and then you wait three minutes, and no longer than five minutes, and you test. And then it's the same. OK. I thought that That's you in an interval. That's pretty good, actually, yeah. Um, Anybody else have agreements or disagreements uh, five minutes.
0: with each position? Okay.
3: Okay. Sitting or laying down, laying sitting, down. standing. Okay.
1: It's important to measure heart rate and blood pressure. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. All right. So that's actually what I would say to you. Although the resources now and the guidelines say supine for five minutes. That's a long time, I and mean, I don't know how often people are doing that. Potentially in the hospital, they are laying down, but in clinic. I don't think anybody's really doing. you have to be laying down for five minutes and then they the current guidelines skip sitting
4: Uh,
3: it's like rarely do people go from standing to sitting and sitting that long and so the the guidelines actually just go from sitting up to standing Uh, so and that's multiple guidelines i looked at um so supine get them to stand it's okay to check right away but then again at two to three minutes so that's Statics. And then that's what's going to get the comment that the delayed is pretty common, that even after that two or three minutes, it could happen. If you have your patient that they're having these kind of syncable episodes that you're concerned that potentially is orthostatic because, you, you know, um, when you do your orthostatic vitals and it's, it's normal, like you said, um, there's a test that you can do that can kind of look into that a little bit more. Do you guys know what that is? So, yep. Yep. so consider doing a tilt table test and that's going to be through our cardiology EP. They go ahead and do that. Um, and so they hook you up to EKG They check your heart rate, to check your blood pressure, to lean you back, tilt you up, and then actually watch it for a longer period of time because of that. Um, so it's longer. So, and then what is our diagnosis? Anybody can shout this out.
1: Systolic drop greater than 20, diastolic greater than 10. But
4: also,
0: the heart, rate, right?
3: and the heart rate increases. Yeah. No longer but diagnostic, but it can Change for pot syndrome, get a big yeah. So, um, that used to be part of it, but from what I was reading, too, that the heart rate was no longer part of the diagnosis for oh. static hypotension. Oh. But yeah, it can be concerning if you get a, a big jump. Um, in the the so some of
4: them the criteria as well. I thought I remember somewhere, I read somewhere where. You do that,
3: and they are symptomatic, where they need to sit down or pass out, and that's awesome. I think that's re- that's where you use your clinical, yeah, because that's just based on their guidelines for diagnosing. But I think, yeah, if they yeah. have symptoms, it may be reasonable to say, like, yeah, it sounds like. So, I mean, if they don't drop. Uh, don't so these are we're going to kind of breeze through these pretty quick to wrap up. But syncope um, accompanied by chest pain or shortness of breath, these are all reasons that you're going to say, hey, I'm going to admit somebody. Exertional syncope, abnormal vital signs. If you have specific findings on exam for cardiac pulmonary neurologic, that can point you towards saying, hey, they probably should go in. Sudden loss of consciousness and there is no prodrome at all. Uh, Those are all the ones that you're gonna consider saying, hey, something is not fitting in quite right to just orthostatic or vasovagal, um, something else may be going on. And these are high risk patients as well. So abnormal EKG, structural history of structural heart disease, they have persistently low pressure, blood pressure, elevated troponin or BNP less than 30 older age, and they have family history. So this is one of those two where they say, you know, the elevated trip BNP would consider not on everybody, but if they have cardiac history or you have concerns based on that. So um, there are risk scores out there and there's actually super helpful. One Canadian CQB risk score, it's on your MD Calc if you pull that up. Uh, but it's extremely helpful. They did um, a study on 2,200 adults um, and then 1,400 classified as low risk using this calculator only 1% of them had a significant clinical required procedure at 30 days. So really good results using this clinical calculator. It doesn't replace your um, gestalt or diagnosis with um, history, but actually it's a super helpful calculator. So the ones to use this, they gotta be greater than 16, has to be less than 24 hours old. They have some things if it's, syncope was longer than five minutes, like they were out. Again, that starts to go away from our diagnosis anyways. Mental status, seizure, trauma, intoxication, language barrier or head trauma causing loss of consciousness. So those are ones where you may not use this risk score. But this goes through um, on your MD-calc, You can go there um, and it gives you these categories. You get the points and it puts you in there, but it's super nice you're kind of saying, hey, I'm not, you know, nothing is slammed up for me to say they need to be admitted. You can use this score and it'll give you either very low or low score that says they can go home. Something bad happening, super low the medium high or very high you're going to say yeah, you're probably going so super helpful it's not fully been validated but it's been the most validated of all the risk scores um, out there based on those studies it's pretty good so i would recommend that uh, risk Score. so last rewind
2: let's give it a shot yes okay so
0: uh Syncope is a transient loss of consciousness due to cerebral perfusion um, that results in loss of postural tone that is brief and um,
4: with um, spontaneous recovery. Common causes are reflex, um, orthostatic, or cardiogenic. Uh, history is key for diagnosis. You get an EKG on patients. You can also get orthostatic vital signs for those. Make sure that they are laying down for five minutes. Um, and then um, you can check it right they stand up, but um, checking it after two months. um If it's non-diagnostic, you can consider a tilt-table test. Um, and then obviously um, there are ways to kind of score risk factor-wise <laughs> know, in the hospital. Like Canadian, you know, score to look at that. Um, and if they meet criteria, then if not, then, um, I guess don't admit them. Um, and then treatment and Depends on kind of the cause, and then head CT. Uh, patients who get those are those who have head trauma um, or for neurological signs. CT, cardiac, such as echo, or so forth. You get echocardiogram mm-hmm. if um, they have abnormal um, EKG or concern for cardiac it Could be based on your history.
3: Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> So at that point that's not saying an additional workup is going to be based on specific history concerns but not universally tested It's based on their risk factors and so risk factors based on history or exam and then you can use that risk score validator if you would like to so um, really quick we'll kind of run through this because ultimately the workup and management of this is going to be that underlying cause I only add these things so that we can know for the difference between the older monitor 48 to 72 hours if you guys don't know this event monitor is 30 days but you have to press a button. Um, and so you're, if you're having people that are actually passing out with syncope, that is probably not the right thing to do. Do an external loop recorder. This continuously goes, then it'll delete the old info and they pass out, it'll catch it. That monitor's better if they have palpitations. And then implanted that's if they have super rare episodes and you want to catch it. Uh, treatment for vasovagal vagoprodromal, avoiding the precipitating cause, make them, you know, make sure they learn how to do uh, say position if they feel those symptoms coming on they can do hand grip if they feel like coming on to anything that you're going to reduce that blood flow going to the peripheries um, like crossing tensing of the abdomen you can teach those things there's actually a really interesting study on acute water ingestions so like if people are getting blood and they start to feel those symptoms one glass of water it can bump up the blood pressure that's the test um, orthostatic hypotension volume depletion is usually one of the big things so Having them increase their water and salt if they don't have like CHF or end stage renal disease. Really look at their medications, you're going to look through those antihypertensives, diuretics, alpha beta blockers, SSRIs, antibiotics. Those are the most common ones that can contribute to static hypotension. Compression stockings they have to be thigh high, nobody's going to want to do that. That's in the guidelines, but it's like you can mention that to patients, but I don't know if anybody really wants to wear those. Um, if you're doing these things, the increase water, salt take, looking at their meds, giving activity changes, they're still having those issues. Consider doing midodrine. Ludocortisone is non-FDA approved, so you can consider it more so in the dehydration. But midodrine would be a medicine, but that's usually only after you've tried the non-pharmacological routes. Questions? Did they're like doing workup for adrenal insufficiency or anything like adrenal insufficiency? No, adrenal. It may be reasonable, yeah, because sometimes that can be a cause of loss of consciousness or passing out. So um, I think that's reasonable. That your history kind of points towards it. Uh, Fatigue, if you get laps, and sodium and potassium are way off, uh, it's it's reasonable. It shouldn't be like they're fine and they have a, you know, Pro Jumbles. You know, um, I think. Thank you. I'm sorry. The game where the
1: points
0: don't really matter, but.